This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday where I am not selling chocolate alcohol or sexy slut costumes. I'm going to read the news and play you videos about the news. <laughs> Got a fantastic show for you tonight. I guess we're going to we're going to have another argument about Dave Chappelle because there's more shit going on with Dave Chappelle. Several Netflix employees are planning a walkout over his special. Also, I skipped over a hot take the other night when we were discussing this, so I'm going to have to go back and get that in. Aaron Lewis went off on a rant to try to keep his career relative or relative relevant. Went off on a rant about Joe Biden. Sebastian Bach has a response to Aaron Lewis. We're going to hear from Sebastian Bach, who I really like after seeing him on the Trailer Park Boys. There's a teacher saying that you should teach the opposing side to the Holocaust. Ah, shit. Of course this happened in Texas. Ooh, ooh. The War to Resist American Aggression movie in China is set to become the year's top grossing film. (laughs) We're going to hear from Jordan Peterson about why leftism is so popular among young people. Advisor to... President Obama and President Clinton, Larry Summers, opening his mouth, talking about the woke Federal Reserve. Canadian Instacart. uh, RB, you can change your name. You can change it to whatever color you want. You've got that power on Twitch. I believe mine is purple. I don't actually see the, uh, I would think since you are RB green dragon, I think you should be green. Change your color to green. Yeah, I'm purple. Over on the Twitch. Still, still having fights with my internet service provider. I had to wake up at like eight o'clock this morning to wait on them. My alarm didn't go off, or I told Google to fuck off whenever the alarm did go off. That's also a very good possibility, that the alarm started going off, and I'm like, Hey, Google, shut the fuck up! At 8 o'clock in the morning, because I was up until like 6 a.m. You better not say anything, goddammit. So, like, I was just like, I'll, I'll lay down, and I'll take a nap, and then, you know, I'll wake up for the internet guy. Fucking shit! Sorry, it is on the wrong display. It does that from time to time. Turkey sandwich better chill the fuck out. Whoever made that meme is wanting to fuck that turkey sandwich. You live in sexual anarchy? We're going to hear from Charlie Kirk tonight, actually. 
He's gonna get uh, he's gonna get showed up on the uh, abortion debate. I believe I have the clip of Sanjay Gupta with Joe Rogan. I think we're gonna do that. I think I've got that on the list. Oh yeah, we got we got Gupta and Rogan. I thought I had it up here in the COVID section. Instead, I've got it down there with the Dave Chappelle section. Rogan and Chappelle are on tour right now. <laughs> if you if you've already seen the clip, then you know that Charlie Kirk is no fetus expert at all. <laughs> Oh shit! We're gonna hear from the PayPal CEO. Apparently, he's got a hot take on the economy and um, possibly the reporting me to Twitch. What for that turkey sandwich? For that turkey sandwich over there? You're gonna report me over that? You live in sexual anarchy. You're not one to judge, warlord. We're gonna hear from Lauren Bobert tonight. Apparently. She has tweeted out under the hashtag Bobert so dumb. <laughs> oh, 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 so Benny Johnson is going to tell us his thoughts and why these two people are anti-Semitic. But here's the thing. The two people he's taking shots at are Jewish. But first tonight, let's start off with not this turkey sandwich. Oh, oh, oh. couple stories. Robert Durston's still alive in prison. Fuck him. I think I watched the jinx. Or I at least watched the clip of him going into the bathroom. And it was like, oh, you're so stupid. You shouldn't have told him that. Blah, blah, blah. You like admitted to murder while he's wearing the, the uh, microphone. He does not look like this today. He is very old and frail. Ice cream men? What? What are we talking about? I don't know what's... Ice cream men? I'm so confused now. I don't know what's going on. Ice cream men? Did I say something about ice cream? Oh, Ben and Jerry. Oh. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I was teasing that. I didn't say it was Ben and Jerry. Yes, uh, the right wing is coming for Ben and Jerry. Yes, ice cream. Curiouser took my tease and, uh, apparently knew what the story was that we were going to talk about. Also, breaking in like the last hour, former FBI director Andrew McCabe is going to get his retirement benefits and back pay after suing. This was like, what, did Trump fired him on like his last day or the day like he would have qualified for the benefits or some shit? A very vindictive move. Why are you reporting me? You're my biggest fan, Warlord. <laughs> Fucking reporting me to Twitch. What an asshole. I don't know, maybe maybe you're not my biggest fan. Maybe you're just a masochist or something. I am tired of seeing the word woke. Apparently, Clint Eastwood going off on woke activists. 
All right, overnight for us, I guess it was probably morning, Lebanon, a Beirut port blast. Gunfire erupts at protest against a judge leading a probe. Began during a protest by the Shia Muslim groups Hezbollah and Amal against the judge investigating last year's huge blast at the city's port. They said Christian snipers from the Lebanese forces faction fired at the crowd to drag Lebanon into strife, a claim denied by the Lebanese forces. Huge tension surrounds the probe into the port explosion that killed 219. Hezbollah and its allies claim the judge is biased, but the victim's families support his work. No one has yet been held accountable for the August 2020 disaster in which swaths of the city were devastated. Response to Thursday's shooting, some of Lebanon's worst violence in years. Others in the port, the fucking, the blast last year that killed 219 people. Prime Minister Najib Mikati announced a day of mourning on Friday. Meanwhile, President Michael Owen said we will not allow anyone to take the country hostage to their own interests. What began as a protest outside the Palace of Justice, the main court building, by hundreds of people arguing the investigation had become politicized and demanding the removal of Judge Tarek Bittar, escalated remarkably quickly, reports the BBC's Anna Foster in Beirut. Heavy gunfire erupted in the streets as the crowd passed through a roundabout in the central... I'm not going to be able to say the name of that city. Local residents had to flee their homes and school children ducked for cover under their desks as men armed with automatic rifles and rocket-propelled grenade launchers believed to have been members of the Shia and Christian militias exchanged fire in the streets. Clash continued for several hours before calm was restored. From the BBC. Some of the pictures of the aftermath. This is the judge they are protesting. Families of the victims had condemned the complaint, which caused the probe to be suspended for a second time in three weeks. They've accused the country's political leadership of trying to shield itself from scrutiny. Well, I, I don't doubt that's going on. Keep your hands off the judiciary. They warned the cabinet on Wednesday after ministers call uh, allied to Hezbollah demanded that Judge Bittar be replaced. The port blast happened after a fire detonated 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate, a combustible chemical widely used as agricultural fertilizer that had been stored unsafely in a port ware- uh, warehouse for almost six years. Am I wrong on that? Was that an accidental fire that wasn't set by somebody? Fire. Fire, I said it weird. Southernness came out. You guys know this dude named Steve Bannon? January 6th panel is moving forward with criminal contempt charges against Bannon. After failing to show for a deposition on Thursday, the Democratic-led House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol said it will move forward with criminal contempt proceedings against Trump ally and political strategist Steve Bannon. 
Three other former Trump administration officials will have their depositions pro, uh, postponed, according to a committee aide. The select committee will use every tool at its disposal to get the information it seeks, and witnesses who try to stonewall the select committee will not succeed. All witnesses are required to provide the information they possess so the committee can get to the facts. According to the panel's chair, Representative Bernie Thompson, oh, I'm sorry, Benny Thompson, indicated the committee would vote on a... I know the dude, I, I see his face in my head right now. He's such a milk toast motherfucker. Indicated the committee would vote on a contempt report for Bannon on Tuesday evening, following through on its weeks-long threat of criminal referrals to the Justice Department for those who don't comply, which could lead to potential fines and jail time. Thompson added that the panel is grateful to the many individuals who have voluntarily participated in the probe, including several who have met recent subpoena deadlines to produce documents. <laughs> the q Meanwhile... Trump is set to give a deposition next week. I believe it is in a civil matter. Trump must give videotaped deposition, uh, a deposition in a protest lawsuit. Protests follow Trump's calling Mexican immigrants criminals and rapists. Hey, let's get the deets on this. This is interesting. As the Senate impeachment trial gets underway, former President Trump is also... Oh, that's not, that's not from now. What the fuck? Former President Donald Trump must sit for a videotaped deposition next week as part of a lawsuit involving his anti-immigrant rhetoric. A judge in the Bronx ordered a group of Mexican protesters said they were assaulted during a rally outside Trump Tower in September of 2015 over the then-candidate's comments that Mexican immigrants were criminals and rapists. The lawsuit named Trump, his campaign, his former head of security Keith Schiller, and others. Donald J. Trump shall appear for a deposition on October the 18th, 2021, at 10 a.m., or in the event of illness or emergency. Ooh, ooh, in the event of illness, because I'm still betting he didn't get his COVID booster shot, so we are on... Trump dies of COVID watch. Which we were, like, all of October of last year. I think the uh, I think one of my Facebook memories the other day was the meme I made of his mask. Came back from the White House. Do I still have that? He came back and did that fucking photo op where he pulled the mask off. He wanted to open his shirt. And have a Superman shirt under it. And they advised him against it. So instead, he stood up there and took his mask off. I don't have the... Oh, there it is, there it is. This was the meme I made afterwards. We don't know. Trump said that he wasn't going to get the booster. I wouldn't doubt that he lied and he has. Honestly. But he said he wasn't going to get the booster. This was after he got booed in Alabama in August for talking about how he got the vaccine. He like flipped around like, I'm not getting a booster. 
So we can hope. Trump faces the prospect of another deposition by the end of the year as part of a defamation lawsuit filed by former Apprentice contestant Summer Zervos, who alleges that Trump sexually assaulted her at the Beverly Hills Hotel in 2007, which Trump denies. Zervos claims that Trump defamed her during his campaign when he said she lied about the alleged assault. You can't possibly wear the amount of makeup that Donald Trump wears. I can't imagine your mask looks like that. Or maybe I just didn't put enough bronzer in the mask. And maybe maybe Trump's mask looked way, way worse. An Arizona state senator is calling for arrests. Over the Arizona State Audit, just not in the way that you would expect a rational thinking person to call for arrests over the stupid fucking audit. Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers. Good God damn. The ads on this this fucking publishedreporter.com, which I'm assuming is a right-wing publication Arizona State Senator Wendy Rogers on Tuesday responded to an online video tweeted by State Attorney General Mark Bromvich employing him to arrest those who stole our elections and deleted the election data something that never fucking happened AG Bromvich who is currently running for a seat on the US Senate had posted a message on Twitter where he vowed to keep fighting against policies of the Biden administration that he claimed were disadvantageous to the Arizona residents. However, Senator Rogers responded to the tweet, taking exception that Bronovich had not discussed election integrity in his video. What's up, soy boy? The elephant in the room is election integrity, Rogers said. Remember, the DOJ said that it was the safest election in history. This is a single-issue state and a single-issue race for U.S. Senate. Dominate that issue and you win. How do you dominate? Arrest those who stole our elections and deleted the election data. That did not fucking happen. I would assume he is running against Mark Kelly. This was the video that he posted. To be up here in cool Yavapai County, just want to thank everyone for all they're doing. And their Mark Kelly remains popular in Arizona. Not only Arizona, but America. I want you to know that I'm going to keep fighting and pushing back against the overreach of the Biden administration. And whether it's through a legal vaccine mandate. The overcome of the Biden administration. You guys are fucking dirty. You got your heads in the, the, the toilets. In the gutter. You live in sexual anarchy. I'm sorry, I like that one. I'm going to keep using it a lot. I'll try not to wear it out. I got a few new ones, actually. But I think I'm going to get a lot of play out of that one. Oh, I could turn the video back on. Making sure the wall's built, making sure the Biden administration follows federal law by deporting people with deportation orders. I'm going to keep fighting. Thank you. 
so great to be up here and sound like a chud. Maricopa County strongly denies claims. Staff intentionally deleted data. As we've stated, staff were conducting conducting the March election and compiling info required to comply with Senate subpoena. We have backups for all the November data, and those archives were never subpoenaed. Group of Republicans have set forth a slate of Democrats that they are encouraging Republicans to support. Group of anti-Trump Republicans on Thursday endorsed a slate of Democrats and centrist Republicans in the 2022 midterm elections to fight against former President Trump's hold on the party. Fuck your centrist Republicans. Fuck them all. I don't think there is such a thing. The Renew America movement announced... It is backing a slew of lawmakers running for re-election. The group was founded by a group of moderates within the GOP after the January 6th insurrection, which was fueled by Trump's lies about the election being stolen in November. There is an urgent effort by Republicans and former Republicans to stem the tide of anti-democratic and lie-based Republican leaders in Congress before it's too late, Ram said in its announcement. Today, Renew America announced its Renewer Watch List. The Renewer Watch List is comprised of Republicans, Democrats, and Independents who are working toward real electoral victories. Yeah, go fuck yourselves. Among those endorsed are the handful of Republicans who have criticized Trump, including Representative Liz Cheney. She gonna lose. Was the former president's public enemy number one over her repeated criticism of him? over the insurrection, and Representative Adam Kinzinger, who is going to lose, may not have a seat to run for after redistricting in Illinois. Maybe maybe he won't lose. Maybe he'll just lose his seat. Senator Lisa Murkowski, who voted to convict Trump in his impeachment hearing earlier this year, is also being endorsed, despite the fact that she supported the Trump agenda almost in its totality. Also included in the list are 11 Democratic members of the House and Senate, most of whom are running in tight elections. Among them is Senator Mark Kelly, we just mentioned, who is running for a full term next year in a marquee Senate race in Arizona, as well as a frontline House member, uh, frontline House members such as Representatives Abigail Spanberger and Jared Golden. I believe Spanberger had a challenger from her left last time. Hopefully she has another one from her left. You know who might have a challenger from her left? Kirsten Cinema. Arizona Democratic. Now, we just talked about the Kelly race is coming up next year. Cinema's not up for re-election. I think she won election in 2018, so she wouldn't be up for re-election until 2024. I might be wrong on the date, though. I think it was 2018. Arizona Democratic Senator Kristen Cinema's refusal to support reform of the Senate filibuster and vote in favor of President Joe Biden's Build Back Better agenda. Oh, let me make this a little, a little bigger for you guys. Have her in big trouble with Democratic voters in the Grand Canyon state, according to a new poll, which suggests that Cinema will likely face a primary challenge when she seeks re-election in 2024. Uh, it's Spanberger. I did. I I might have called her Spanberger, but like it's Spanberger. It's it's an N. (laughs) 
How many could have been 50? Yes. Record turnout. The Republicans are just fucking lying. They don't care anymore. And so I'm so fucking tired of them. They think they matter and they're loud. But they are such a minute subsection of Americans. Spanberger hamburger. No, it's Spanberger. It's S-P-A-N. He's a representative in Virginia. And she was one of the ones early on after the... Not Hamburglar Dan, no. Not Hamburger... Fucking Maricopa County is, uh, that's, that's where Phoenix is, right? If I'm not mistaken. And that's their most densely populated county. And they're going to have a lot of the same issues with homelessness like California has because it's, it's a temperament climate. If you're going to be homeless somewhere, you know, you, you, oh, you're talking about the jails. Uh, the fucking, uh, Arpaio got taken out. He had the tent city jails. Fucking Christ, Adam says. You mean actually fucking Christ? Because that that would be weird. You got a weird kink, dude. You live in sexual anarchy? Are they still there? Seriously? Because that was what that was one of the driving forces behind uh, ousting Joe Arpaio. Fuck that shit. Thank you for bringing that to my attention, Adam. Because fuck that shit. Some other shit that really needs to be fucked, uh, or some people that need to go fuck themselves, are the Olympic Committee directors. Gymnasts, including Simone Biles, urge Congress to remove the U.S. Olympic Committee's directors. Four American gymnasts asked Congress to dissolve the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee board uh, directors on Wednesday over its handling of the Larry Nasser sex abuse scandal, per the Wall Street Journal. Mumbiles, Ali Raisman, Michaela Maroney, and Maggie Nichols allege in a letter to Senators Richard Blumenthal and Jerry Moran that the USOPC learned of the Nasser abuse reports in 2015 around the same time as the USA Gymnastics but took no investigative action, according to the Wall Street Journal. The gymnasts say that some USOPC officials who were active in 2015 and 2016 remain in positions of influence and power. Well, that's fucked. Then U.S. Olympic Committee Chief Executive Scott Backman ultimately resigned in 2018 in the wake of the scandal, but members who agreed to a generous severance package remain on the board, according to the gymnast letter. Ooh, Dustin! Great idea. Replace the committee with all medal-winning gymnast women. Love it. You know, you know I'm against that shit. I was, I was gonna do criminal justice again tonight. I've got so many stories I want to talk about, but I've, I've put it off yet again. We're gonna talk about that shit on Sunday. Uh, if I don't talk about this story tomorrow night with Sparkles, there was a woman 
who apparently walked in on her uh, lover and shot her. He was an off-duty police officer, committed murder over, you know, an affair. Might get into that tomorrow on The Freak Show. Might hold off on it and do it on Sunday. We're going to do a lot of cop stories on Sunday. I've had an incredibly busy day and I've got more shit to do, so I'm going to try to get out of here kind of fast. We've we've got we've got right wingers to make fucking fun of, like Lauren Bobert, who says that the liberal hacks are at it again. I'm not high enough for oh, this America? shit. The liberal hacks are at it again. With I the- ju- I just said that, ma'am. Granted, it was in the title of the video. Bobert is so dumb. Hashtag dumb. Really. I'm not the one trying to pass the- Yes, yes, you are incredibly dumb. And I'm assuming you're getting ready to say some really fucking dumb shit right now. Well, America, the liberal hacks are at it again with their phony Lauren Boebert is so dumb hashtag. Dumb? Really? I'm not the one trying to pass the largest tax increase in our nation's history. I'm not the one claiming a $7 trillion spending splurge will fix the massive inflation we are experiencing here in our country. I don't think that's true. He doesn't know. I I don't think it's the most massive tax increase. We need the most massive tax increase in our history. I would like tax rates to go up at least like 70-80% on corporations, if not higher. 95% was the corporate tax rate under Dwight D. Eisenhower when this country was thriving. And 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 do you know what Eisenhower did? Made a historic investment in the interstate road system. Certainly not so dumb that I think seven trillion dollars equals zero. I'm not going to bother in- No one said it equals zero. No no no. What they said is it's revenue neutral that they've got pay fors for everything. But your followers are so dumb that they believe you. You might even believe that's what the Democrats are proposing. And if you do, that does make you dumb. I question whether you realize what they mean by revenue neutral. Entertaining the haters who put this kind of stuff out. But while I have your attention, let's discuss some facts. Joe Biden is a failed president and our country is crashing before our very eyes. Our supply chains are crashing. Ships are being held off ports. And the White House is now admitting that it's going to affect your Christmas. The Democrats in Congress are fighting over a $7 trillion spending spree while discussing how they... To to modernize our fucking ports is part of it, ma'am. ...want to monitor every American citizen's bank transaction over $600. No, 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 no. And the, the right keeps fucking making that nonsense goddamn argument. I, as a contractor, I'm the people this affects like the most. I am happy that now my Venmo, my PayPal, everything that I use to accept payments from my clients, they're going to send me a 1099 at the end of the year. I am ecstatic. And all my contractor friends that actually know what they're talking about are ecstatic about this new IRS reporting because that's less shit I'm going to have to keep up with because guess what? I was already required to report that income anyway. But now PayPal... Venmo, Cash App, whatever, has to send me a 1099. Makes my life so...
so much easier. So please, please, stop acting like it's a bad thing. Fuck, you're dumb. Bobert's so dumb. Kamala, who is apparently still vice president. Kamala, Vice President Harris to you, ma'am. Is busy filming. I'm I'm respectful enough to I I I'm pretty sure that I've referred to her as Representative Bobert at some point in time. Maybe I didn't. I did news for several years, so it's like ingrained in me to call people by their title. Respectful. Her title to you is Vice President Harris. Not, 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 uh, Kamala. Skits with paid child actors, since she's not allowed to do any- Why is it a bad thing for some people? There, there is no, there is no downside to it. Because those transactions need to be reported anyway. It does if you if the transaction's over six hundred dollars, you have to report that income anyway. So they're making my life easier. I'm the person that this is this is aimed at. Not fuck taxes. No, 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 no. You have taken far more from the government than you have paid in. Pretty sure everybody watching my show right now has taken far more from the federal government than they have paid in. Raise fucking taxes. That's what that's what causes inflation. I people don't get this. Money is finite. So when you allow Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates to suck the money out of the economy, we have to make up for it somewhere. So the Fed prints money to keep the fucking economy going. That's what causes inflation because it devalues the dollar. The way that you combat inflation is to tax the fucking rich. There shouldn't be billionaires. Now that is, we need to modernize our tax system. In most countries, you just get a tax bill and you fucking fill it out and send it back. It is not this fucking juggling of, uh, which I kind of like doing my taxes for some reason. I don't know why. I enjoy doing my taxes. But the fucking 1099 thing definitely makes it a hell of a lot easier for me. Because you're, you're talking to somebody who has multiple revenue streams. Fucking tax those assholes. Anything under 600, you don't have to report. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It makes my life easier. This is a good thing. That's not that's not required. It has nothing to do with your family giving you money to fix your dad's house. That's not required. That is not required reporting on your board. Like literally, it's it's in the fucking legislation. Has nothing to do with families giving each other money. It has to do with my business transactions. And it's a good thing. 
Don't give in to right-wing propaganda. God damn it. Need the adult work. Rather than attack me, you all need to be looking into your own president. I'm doing my best to fix all this. Nobody's looking at Venmo transactions. That's the point. It's not, it is not, there would be nothing that goes to the IRS that says Curiouser did this. It would be a overall reporting of these transactions happen under our banner. It does not have your name attached to it. And it's your job to report that now if Venmo sends you a 1099, you just tack that onto your taxes and you tell them what it's for. And it's, it's, uh, um, we're getting frustrated here. And I'm also very fucking hot. God damn it! Take me back to the article. The proposal would require banks, credit unions, and other financial uh, companies to monitor deposits and withdrawals in accounts that have balances above $600 at any time during the year. That would include the vast majority of personal small business accounts. Critics say this uh, would burden financial institutions with new requirements and expose consumers and businesses to privacy incursions and possible data breaches. Supporters contend bank customers would face no new obligations while giving the IRS more information to pursue tax cheats, primarily among the wealthy. They hope to close a tax gap estimated at around $600 billion annually. The idea is to require banks, credit unions, and other providers of financial services to track and submit information to the IRS about the total inflows and outflows of every account that features a balance above $600 at any point during the year. Reports submitted by banks to the IRS would break down the number to include physical trash transactions per account, any transaction with a foreign account, and transactions between accounts held by the same owner. The IRS wouldn't receive details. This is very... This is very important. The IRS wouldn't receive details on individual transactions, but would rather get grossly yearly totals. The $600 figure isn't set in stone. Some media reports have indicated it could be increased to, say, 10000 the level at which banks report transactions in an effort to combat money laundering. The Treasury summary of the plan indicated there would be no further record-keeping or reporting requirements for individuals or businesses and that taxpayers wouldn't face any burdens at all. The Treasury also noted banks and other financial providers already have access to this information and already report in, uh, interest income above $10. Financial institutions would report the information on an expanded form 1099. Treasury Secretary said the forms would include one box for total deposits or inflows and one box for total withdrawals and outflows, while the forms wouldn't uh, list taxable transactions. Customers still might be confused about what to do with the information.
Let's hope that it leads to more audits among people with more money. Because what they do right now is they come after the little fish. Because they don't have the resources to go after people that actually can hire attorneys and fight them off. That's one of the issues and a central component to the Biden reconciliation bill. But we certainly need to retake Congress if we are going to get the job done. I made a promise to the liberal haters months ago. Every time they tried to make some nasty hashtag about me, well, get it trending. But we're so dumb. And claim a victory for freedom-loving patriots. So I'm asking you to click the link in this tweet and donate to our campaign. The Democrats have decided they need me. Yes, we want them to stop auditing people like you. We want to give them the power to be able to audit the rich people that are fucking us over. That's the issue. We want the IRS to work for us. And also to make my life easier. I'm all about fucking Venmo and PayPal sending me 1099s. Please, please. You thought Bobert was dumb. Wait till you see this clip. He's been a, he's been on a roll these last couple of weeks. You know, he had the whole sexual anarchy speech. You live in sexual anarchy. Did I Photoshop his face? Did I not Photoshop his face? Who knows? Is it that small or did I Photoshop it? You may never know. I'm not exactly sure the essence of the Do question. Do human beings have tails? Do you have a tail? You know, I, I have never met anyone with a tail. I'm not exactly sure the Exactly. The but fetuses have tails. Kind of proves that at that phase, they are not a human being. They got tails. Humans don't have tails. We're not dinosaurs. Let me even show you a photo, if I may, okay? Do you truly, in your heart of hearts, truly believe that this is a human being? This... Without a doubt. Without a doubt? Yes. This is a dolphin fetus. <laughs> Without a doubt, a dolphin fetus is a human being. This is a human fetus. Look how... Right-wingers are morons. We, like, fucking... The whole birth process and, like, the cell die thing that, like, you are, like, this block... And then the cells die off like your your hand is a block and then the cells around your fingers die off to form your fingers. It's weird. Science is weird. Evolution is weird. Last and dolphin. They look, but quite different. Dolphin. You just confirmed that a dolphin... In, in life, do you confuse dolphins for human babies often? So let me you ask you a question. You go to SeaWorld and you're like, someone's got human... Did I Photoshop his face or is it that so? Because it's a fucking small face. Look at that shit. See world and you're like, someone's got human babies in that aquarium. Get the human babies out of the aquarium. Well, you labeled it as a human fetus. No, so I did, did not. Dishonestly. No, I did he, he did not. He held it up and said, do you really believe this is a human? And Charlie Kirk took the bait. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, every single one of you. Did not. If I could swim with a... <laughs> I this is the surfs. That's where I got this uh, clip. Threw in some South Park there at the end. <laughs> oh, shit. I've been on a Benny Johnson kick here lately. 
Stupid ass Benny Johnson. I don't even know where he came from. He was the one the other day. It was uh, it was a clip of Vitor Belfort, the MMA fighter. <laughs> he was so sure. Well, that's 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 how they get away with their bullshit. They just assert it with a, a, a certainty, and people buy that shit when you're confident. The other day, I played a Benny Johnson clip, and he was talking about Vitor Belfort, an MMA fighter. And the the motherfucker called him Victor Belfort and said he was a heavyweight champion boxer as he was praising him. Now, Benny has made this video. This is how stupid people that follow... And seriously, guys, seriously. This fucking... This thing got uh, 1,000 reactions, 890 comments, 43,000 views. Do you know how easy it would be for me to be a right-winger? Especially after having done this. They're like, oh, I saw the light. Hashtag walk away. Better leave those evil communist Democrats and they would just shovel money at me. You guys better be glad I have ethics. But Benny Johnson is a dumb motherfucker. And he is calling Ben and Jerry anti-Semitic. Now this, this, this clip doesn't reflect well on them, but this is an honest dialogue. Oh shit, we don't have sound. Hold on. This is an interview they gave with Axios. Israeli government policy, why not just stop sales completely? Well, I disagree with the U.S. policy. We couldn't stop selling in the U.S. I think it's fine to be involved with a country, to be to be a citizen of a country, and to protest some of the some of the country's actions. And. Not only is it fine, it's enshrined as the first goddamn right in the Constitution. It's essentially what we're doing in terms of Israel. We hugely support Israel's right to exist, Mm -hmm. but we are against a particular policy. You guys are big proponents of voting rights. Why do you still sell ice cream in Georgia? Texas, abortion bans. Why are you still selling there? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting question. He's being honest. I don't know what refreshing? What that would accomplish? We're working on those issues of voting rights and. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a fan of Ben and Jerry. I don't even know that I've even had their you know, ice cream. I, I think you ask a really good question, and I think I'd have to sit down and think about it for a bit. Just a beautiful thing to see actual journalism happening in this country. It's a beautiful thing to see uh, somebody ask a legitimate question. It shows how little, like, thinking goes on inside of these boardrooms at Ben and Jerry's. Like, Hold on. How little thinking. Anti-Semitic Ben and Jerry's founders silenced by actual question. Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. Ladies and gentlemen... I looked it up to make sure. Ben and Jerry are Jewish. Ben and Jerry are Jewish. Bans. Why are you still selling there? We'll get back to Benny. Uh, somebody asked a legitimate question. It shows how little, like, thinking goes on inside of these boardrooms at Ben and Jerry's. Like, how little thinking happens inside of these boardrooms for these decisions to not sell ice cream in Israel. So if you need a little background on this, Ben and Jerry's said they're not going to sell ice cream in Israel because Israel is an apartheid state and 
Jewish people are mean people and they're not going to, you know, we're not going to like, we're not going to do any business with them, right? They're Jewish. They are running, a, uh, you know, an apartheid state with the Palestinians. And so no more ice cream for you. And Israel didn't care. I mean, this was like, what? Like, I, I don't know how many people in Israel eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I have no idea. And then that reporter goes through. Probably a shit ton because it's an incredibly bougie country. At least the the bougie side that is, you know, holding down the Palestinians. From Axios and asked like a legitimate question, which is if you're going to use the. Good evening, squid. Welcome. That I disagree with. I'm not going to sell them my ice cream. Well, you're going to have a tough go, dude, because you're running a for profit company. You see. Well, here's what Benny is leaving out is that Ben and Jerry are participating in the BDSM movement, the boycott, divest, and uh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not high enough for this shit tonight. Uh, but they're participating in an actual boycott of Israel uh, to protest U.S. policy. Benny is leaving that off. See, you're not running a nonprofit. You're running a company that has to answer to its shareholders. Your brand is owned and sold. Sanction! Boycott, divest, and sanction. Thank you. So if you stop selling to people who you politically disagree with, especially in your fringe and extreme ideology, most Americans and ever, most people in Congress, like the Iron Dome vote came up in Congress, it got like 400 members of Congress to vote. Ben and Jerry represent the mainstream thought of American Jewish people. Like Bernie Sanders, one of the people who held up the Iron Dome vote for aid for the Palestinians. Vote for it. Guys, most people are like, uh... Benny is saying that Ben and Jerry, who are Jewish, are (laughs) anti-Semitic. Ben is saying... Benny Johnson is saying that Ben and Jerry are anti-Semitic because they are participating in the BDSM movement. Ben and Jerry are Jewish. He, I assume, is a Christian man, is calling Jewish people anti-Semitic. I feel like there's something incredibly wrong with that, but it's on par for the Republican Party in this country. Profit, you're running a company that has to answer to its shareholders. Your brand is owned and sold on the public marketplace. And so you're I don't know. Profit. So if you stop selling to people who you politically disagree with, especially in your fringe and extreme ideology, most Americans... I don't even know where Benny Johnson came from. The Iron Dome vote came up in Congress. It got like 400 members of Congress to vote for it. I don't know how this guy got on my radar. Okay, wait a second. This isn't right, okay? Like taking your ice cream from Israel. We like Israel. We kind of like Israel. So if you're going to say, I'm not going to sell to the people we disagree with, you're not going to be able to sell to Texas, to the entire South, to anywhere that has like abortion restrictions. This reminds me of this diner that says that Democrats are not welcome. Or maybe Biden supporters aren't welcome. God damn it. Owner of Florida Diner bans Biden supporters from her restaurant, citing deaths of U.S. troops in Afghanistan. It's all the rot ever does. Outrage marketing, anyway. 
restrictions or voting rights restrictions, yeah, your company's gonna go out of business very soon. We'll never buy Ben & Jerry's in this household ever again, uh, and I encourage you to do the same. Well, thank you, Squid. I always try to, uh, I try to wander into different chats from time to time. Put people on my list to be able to raid when I go off. Help build this community. I I really enjoy the leftist Twitch community. I think we got a good group here. Speaking of good groups, some workers in Canada working for the Instacart are getting ready to go on strike. You yeah, you love to see it. Canadian and American Instacart workers plan to walk off the job this weekend in a bid to secure better pay and more benefits. I'm glad I ordered my groceries today because I hate crossing the picket line. Nonprofit labor group Gig Workers Collective says it expects up to 70% of independent contractors working for the grocery delivery app to stop accepting orders on October 16th. Well, goddamn, where's the rest of the story at? Sorry about that. Instacart is a California-based company that uses independent contractors to fulfill grocery delivery or pickup orders placed through the app. I think they're also wanting to return to the way they used to do like a per-item com- uh, commission. Workers are hoping to uh, that the move will convince the company to raise the app's default tip to at least 10% for every order. I've got mine set at 20 and even if even if I'm upset about something, the fucking delivery driver is still getting the 20 fucking percent. If I'm upset about something that happened with Instacart, which has been very rare, it's usually not the fucking person's fault that did the shopping. The workers are hoping the move will convince the company to raise the app's default tip to at least 10%. Reintroduce commissions and pay them by order rather than batch. I didn't know they changed that. You absolutely should get paid by order. Producer Dave. Okay, Dave. That's where I'm going to dump everybody tonight if he's on when I go off. I might not make it until he comes on. It's satanic panic in Scientology tonight. Actually, I was my, uh, my internet tech guy for my ISP this morning. I was I was all cranky because I got woke up. My alarm didn't go off. He's like banging on the door, and I'm like getting. A, I'm yelling at him like I've been experiencing this for a month. Blah blah blah. And he was all fucking cool. And uh, oh, is he on streamcation? They did uh, they did the intellectual dollar tree last night, but I don't think they had red light. Um, he started asking me like what I streamed and shit. And I was like, oh, I do politics. He's like, oh, cool. I want I want to follow you and then, like. He said he was into crazy shit. And I'm like, oh, well, my friends over at Echoplex, they do conspiracy theories and shit. Satanic panic and cults. He's like, oh, no way. The, the satanic panic from like the 80s and 90s? I'm like, yes. Oh, he's not on tonight? I'm sorry. My, my apologies. He tried to get me to hop on with him last night. And uh, like I was hungry and I made a gigantic breakfast.
What happened? What happened yesterday? I I popped in for a sec. He was watching uh, the Ben Shapiro with the Ryman, where like the Daily Wire backstage or whatever that shit was. And I just couldn't get over the fact that like they're at the Ryman. Why did they let those motherfuckers in the Ryman? The Ryman is one of the most sacred venues. One of the most sacred venues in this country. I've seen several shows there. A lot of the performers fucking cried while they were on stage. It's an awesome place to see a show because the acoustics are amazing. I'm just like, they soiled a venue that I uh, fucking love. I've seen Modest Mouse there. I've seen Kesha there. Foster the People. I saw Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith did an extra fucking hour. Cried the whole fucking time about how, like, his dad loved the Ryman. How proud his dad would be that he was doing a show at the Ryman. They let goddamn Ben Shapiro get in. Fucking shit. You guys got to see this shit. He looked like a fucking idiot. He had like this cowboy hat on and shit. Yeah, speaking of... Ben Shapiro and COVID misinformation... I I uh, I assume he's been on this whole uh, vaccine mandate kick. Weird because you know back in 2015 he he's been getting dunked on all day for this. He spent the day watching his fully vaccinated 13 month old cough until blue with pertussis. Is that how you say it, pertussis? Because others didn't get vaccinated. Thanks, dolts. Pertussis vaccine is not fully effective. Herd immunity is key. (laughs) And people are dunking on him. Talk about immunity. What we actually know about waning immunity, I had the commenter the other day that wanted to talk about natural immunity versus vaccine antibodies. Let's get into it, because this this explains exactly why, even if you have had COVID, you should still get the vaccination. Vaccines don't last forever. This is by design. Like many of the microbes, they mimic the contents of the shot stick around only as long as it takes the body to eliminate them. A tenure on the uh, order of days, perhaps a few weeks. What does have staying powers, though, is the immunological impression that vaccines leave behind. Defensive cells study decoy pathogens even as they purge them. The recollections that they form can last for years or decades after an injection. The learned response becomes a reflex ingrained and automatic, a robust immune memory that far outlives the shot itself. This is according to Ali Elabetti, an immunologist at Washington University in St. Louis.
In reality, the situation is much more complicated. Uh, despite some shifting numbers, neither our vaccines nor our immune systems are failing us or even coming close. Vaccine effectiveness isn't a monolith and neither is immunity. Staying safe from a virus depends on host and pathogen alike. A change in either can chip away at the barriers that separate the two without obliterating them, which is exactly what we're seeing now. As the hyper-contagious Delta variant continues to blaze across the country and much of the world, more vaccinated people are encountering the virus and occasionally getting infected enough to trip a coronavirus test. But our shots are still guarding against disease and death, the standard our shots were meant to meet, the most crucial element of making the virus a much more manageable threat. Immune responses don't last forever, they're supposed to wane, and the fact that they do works to our advantage. The first time someone meets a virus or a vaccine, defensive cells must scramble. A wave of fast but imprecise fighters, members of an innate immune system, rushes in to wall off the assailant, buying time for the body's more sophisticated sharpshooters to gather their wits. This latter group, which makes up the body's adaptive arm, takes several days to really fire up. But the wait is worth it. After a couple weeks, the blood is rife with antibodies, molecules made by B-cells that can sequester viruses outside of cells, and aptly named killer T-cells, which can blow up cells that have already been infected. Eventually, as the infectious threat passes, our immune responses contracts. Frontline B and T cells, no longer needed in their amped-up state, start to die off. Antibody levels, one of the easiest immune metrics to measure, slip downward over the course of several months before roughly leveling off. That's perfectly normal. A downtick in antibody levels can come with consequences. Antibodies are among the few immune actors capable of waylaying a virus. I love that they use the word waylaying in the article. Waylaying a virus before it infiltrates a cell. When present in high enough amounts, they can quash a developing infection. But where a virus is abundant and speedy and antibodies are relatively scarce, the body's defenses are much more liable to crack which is why protection against infection will be the first to erode. This issue might be especially pronounced after receipt of the COVID-19 vaccine, which is delivered into an arm muscle. Injected vaccines are ace at prompting the production of IgG antibodies in the blood. They're less good at coaxing uh, out the IgA antibodies that patrol the most uh, uh, mucosal? Mucosal? Having to do with mucus? Mucosal membrane? Mucosal. Mucosal. And the coral respiratory viruses at their natural point of entry. That takes time, though, and when fewer of them are bopping about, their eventual arrival may not be enough to pin the pathogen in place. Antibody levels will taper in the months following vaccination or infection, but that doesn't mean they plummet to zero. Although most of the B cells die off, some stick around in the bone marrow and keep churning out the virus-fighting molecules at more modest but still detectable levels. Though the lifespan of these long-lived B cells can vary, some studies have hinted that they're capable of persisting as antibody factories for decades. Another population of immune cells, memory B cells, meanders around the body like sleeper agents ready to resume making its antibodies whenever necessary. All these B cells can continue to broaden the and in, broaden and intensify their virus vanquishing powers for months after a vaccine or pathogen leaves the body. In a sped up form of antibody evolution, 
The quality of antibodies in the body improves over time. It takes way fewer of them to protect you. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I was always the first one that had to read in class. Justin, why don't you start us off? Okay. Memory responses take a few days to get going. That's far faster than the response to a first inoculation when B and T cells are naive to the threat. But if antibodies aren't already lurking in and around the airwave, the virus might get a chance to invade a few cells, maybe even cause some symptoms before sufficient reinforcements arrive. That's not necessarily a concern. Uh, This is according to uh, an immunologist that I didn't catch their name. Because I've been kind of skipping through this article from The Atlantic. It is Crotty who described SARS-CoV-2 infection as unfolding in two phases. The initial replication is fast and tough to stop. Severe hospitalization-worthy damage in the lung, however, tends to take at least a couple of weeks to manifest. Plenty of time for even a modest amount of antibodies and T-cells to interfere. I'll say, if I actually had it, it came on fucking fast. About a month ago, when I got incredibly ill, thanks to Sparkles. It was our September 11th show. I think. It came on fucking fast. Immune memories don't last forever. Eventually, even the grizzled B and T cells in the body's Uh, reserves might permanently retire. That's when protection against disease and death could start to take a tumble and when experts start to get worried. Some officials, including CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, have suggested that upticks in post-vaccine coronavirus infections are a sign of what's to come and that giving people extra shots could be a way to jog the immune system's memory before it fades away. Same rationale applies to many multi-dose vaccines. The first shot introduces the body to the notion of a threat, the ones that follow clinch the concept that the danger is real and worth taking seriously. A triple jab regimen is already built into several well-established vaccines, including ones that block HPV and hepatitis B. Others require four or five inoculations before they take. But according to most of the experts I spoke with for this story, the immunological argument for a COVID-19 booster this early is shaky at best. Well, I'm I'm well aware that the push for boosters from the administration is probably coming from the business sector, which does not want to see disruptions and shutdowns again. To start with, the recent numbers on vaccine effectiveness aren't really that alarming. Vaccinated people are indeed getting infected with SARS-CoV-2 more frequently than they were a few months ago. But these breakthroughs remain fairly uncommon. Recent reports from the CDC show that the Moderna and Pfizer biotech vaccines were blocking infection at rates of up to about 90% in the spring. The vaccines had barely begun their rollout in mass. Now those stats are hovering around the 60s and 70s, still a remarkable feat. That doesn't mean that 30 or 40% of vaccinated people are getting infected. Rather, immunized people are 60 to 70% less likely than unimmunized people to be infected if they are exposed. Numbers from other studies look to be in the similar ballpark. And these stats might even undersell the vaccine's benefits. Many infections are found simply through the detection of viral genetic material with no guarantee that this material is active, infectious, or anything more than the carnage left behind from a victorious immune attack. 
The outlook is even better when you consider symptomatic cases of post-vaccine COVID-19. Early reports, including Moderna and Pfizer's original study estimates, put the vaccine uh, estimates put the vaccine's efficacy against symptomatic illness in the range of 90 to 95%. More recent studies now document rates in the 80s, even when facing off against Delta, a variant for which the vaccines weren't originally formulated. I blamed you for possibly giving me COVID. Sorry. Tones, I hadn't even thought about that. No, 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 no. You, you should put your knife on the line and face the, face the virus, but no, 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 no. Mandatory vaccines, you need to quit your job. Some reports from Israel appear to paint a more dire portrait. A few preliminary numbers released by the country's Ministry of Health suggested that vaccine effectiveness against both infection and symptomatic disease had dropped to about 40%. But uh, Civic of the University of St. Andrews told me that these and other data reporting uh, heftier declines are messy and might actually overestimate the problem across countries. Early vaccine recipients tended to be older in slightly worse health and in higher risk professions than those who got injected later on. That alone could make the protection that they got seem less impressive in comparison. Also, when initial effectiveness numbers were calculated, people that's also another thing with Israel. I've never had a cold like that, Sparkles. When a cold is a coronavirus, but I've never had a cold that hit me like fucking like that. And I was my nose was swollen for a week. I was only sick for about 24 hours, and it was like one of the worst 24 hours of my life. That's why it kind of seems like it was the COVID and the vaccination worked. Well, my fucking nose was swollen for a week. Viral evolution makes all of this even more confusing. Delta isn't a perfect match for the version of the SARS-CoV-2 that the vaccines were designed to fight. Defensive memory in the body could persist indefinitely, the opposite of waning, and yet still be stumped by a virus that develops a good enough disguise. I'm going to get into natural immunity here. When it comes to severe disease and death, though, vaccine effectiveness hasn't really budged at all. Immunized people seem to be thwarting the worst cases of COVID-19, I could have sworn this was the article that I looked through it and it had the natural immunity. I'm sorry if I was wrong. It was another Atlantic article that I was reading. You say it's a cold. I mean, that's, that's why I was like, are you sure you didn't have COVID? And that's why I let you come over. But God damn, did it like, I caught it easily. And it came on fucking, it was the next fucking day. It was Saturday night. I'm sitting here and I felt the tickle in the back of my neck. And I'm like, oh God, I'm getting sick. No fucking way. 
But it turns out, like, with natural immunity, that they didn't find antibodies in, like, 30 to 40% of the people that they tested for natural immunity. So it is a crapshoot of whether you get natural immunity, how long it actually lasts after getting COVID. I know you didn't miss a day of work. You're a trooper. You'd also just started a new job, and you didn't want to miss a day of work. The U.S. is ready to reopen borders with Mexico and Canada. This is coming in November, but only for the fully vaccinated. The U.S. will reopen its land borders to non-essential travel next month, ending a 19-month freeze due to the COVID-19 pandemic as the country moves to require all international visitors to be vaccinated against the coronavirus. Damn those mandates! Vehicle, rail, and ferry... I'm... YouTube, if this ends up going up there at some point in time, I'm just joking. Vehicle, rail, and ferry travel between the U.S. and Canada and Mexico has been largely restricted to essential travel such as trade since the earliest days of the pandemic. The new rules announced on Wednesday will allow fully vaccinated foreign nationals to enter the U.S. regardless of the reason starting in early November. What could go wrong? Remember remember when, like, the Delta variant started surging and all the health officials were like, maybe we, maybe we lifted restrictions too fast and we started declaring victory too fast. I hope that's not happening again. Because that's all I've seen for, like, the last week is like, oh, numbers are going down, but they're still fucking sky high. high enough for this shit. Definitely not going to be high enough for this shit. This is a clip from Town Hall, a far-right publication. PayPal's CEO was on uh, Bloomberg. I don't even really know what it's about. I think they they talk about... um, the budget bill you about the fundraiser you're hosting for florida governor ron desantis who obviously is a very divisive figure uh has made some choices that are well we're not talking about the budget bill here questionable uh when it comes to public health i know that you don't necessarily agree with all of them but why do you support such a divisive candidate especially given the global health crisis we are still facing why 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 is he inherently more divisive than say gavin newsom or someone on the other side of the spectrum Because his approval rating has plummeted, even among Republicans in Florida. He is playing to just the craziest of the crazy, and he is doing it on purpose to play up his credentials. Like, he made the whole fucking thing where he had his child talking about building the wall and shit. He ran on being a divisive fucking candidate. That's why, David Sachs, you ignorant sack of shit. And divisiveness. They, They assume a normative baseline in which everybody agrees, everyone in the tech industry agrees because they all come from a certain information bubble. And anyone who deviates from that orthodoxy is perceived as divisive. I would argue that there, that the country, there, there's a multiplicity of views and you don't, you're not divisive just because you don't agree with the orthodoxy of Silicon Valley. No, I think you are really divisive if you wrap yourself in the flag Wrap yourself in the Constitution. Say you're for smaller government. 
and and don't actually reflect any kind of policy that helps the people or is popular with the people. Gavin Newsom is popular with the people. We just saw with the recall. DeSantis isn't pushing popular policy. So, but why DeSantis over many of the other candidates who you could host fundraisers for? I mean, I know you're bullish on like Florida, it. but DeSantis like and, and Mayor Suarez... Because you're a piece of shit, too. ...earlier this hour are on different ends of the spectrum. I've donated to Suarez, too. But, uh, but I like both of them. I like Suarez because... Yes, you're a rich man that's going to fucking grease the wheels everywhere, uh, everywhere so that you can call in favors whenever you can. I'm extremely welcoming towards the tech ecosystem in Miami. I think that's a smart strategy. I don't get why the politics... Sorry, I smacked the microphone again. Um, I mean, they're killing... The- I got this big-ass lodger. That's why I like DeSantis. He was the first governor to stop these insane lockdowns. And... You know, he found the right policy on lockdowns, which was to stop them. And he did it despite an extremely hostile media. So I respect that. When somebody takes the right position on an issue, despite the hostility of the media, that's something I can really respect. That's why I support it. The reason why it was the right position to this rich asshole is because it was good for his business. And it was good for business in Florida. Florida had the worst response to COVID, had one of the highest death rates in the country. One of the highest death rates for children in the country, if I'm not mistaken. So it all depends on how you measure success. I don't think DeSantis had success with his policy in Florida if you're measuring it by lives lost, sir. So his vision is... Just like in New York City. His vision is to let as many people die as, as, as needed to keep the economy going. Restaurants should ban young kids from being able to go in because they're not eligible for vaccination. Yes. Law-abiding citizens have to produce proof of their medical records just to go to the gym or attend an event or just to participate in everyday society. He wants that, but yet if you want to vote... He thinks it's too much of a burden to show a picture ID when you're voting. So no voter ID, but have to show your medical papers just to be able to live an everyday life? Give me a break. And so I think the question is, is we can either have a free society or we can have a biomedical security state. And I can tell you, Florida, we're a free state. People are going to be free to choose to make their own decisions about themselves, about their families, about their kids' education, and about putting food on the table. And Joe Biden suggests that if you don't do lockdown policies, then you should, quote, get out of the way. But let me tell you this. If you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. If you're trying to deny kids a proper in-person education, I'm going to stand in your way and I'm going to stand up for the kids in Florida. If you're trying to restrict people, impose mandates, if you're trying to ruin their jobs and their livelihoods and their small business, if you are trying to lock people down, I am standing. Florida has the second highest number of child cases in the country. California is number one, but California is a much more populous state. So I'm assuming that the rate in Florida is the highest in the country.
And this is from the latest data from the Children's Hospital Association. I had to actually fucking download the PDF here. There is Florida and the cumulative number of child COVID-19 cases as of October the 7th, uh, 2nd, uh, 7th. And oof, like quite a bit. And once again, we need to adjust these for population and I assume Florida is number one. So when it comes to killing kids, Florida is number one. And that is a successful policy Uh, according to the head of PayPal. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Holy fuck. Let's hear from a Democratic piece of shit this time. Obama and Clinton advisor Larry Summers... On with uh, CNBC. Did you guys see Larry Summers' comments um, oh. about the Fed, his concerns about inflation, kind of playing in with the front page story in the Wall Street Journal about how inflation's back at 10-year highs? I thought we were going to hear the comments. Well, what the fuck are they? I don't know if you guys heard what Larry Summers said. And keep in mind, this is a former Democratic Treasury Secretary saying right. he's never seen such a woke... Uh, he's a piece of shit that fucked us all over in the financial crisis of 2008. Remember that. Federal Reserve, a bunch of bankers. The woke. Bankers, he said they're way too woke. Uh, we have a generation of central bankers who are defining themselves by their wokeness. They're defining themselves uh, by how socially concerned they are. And he is really worried that inflation is going to get out of control. Jeez. What does that mean? What does that mean? Is he saying, like, you care too much about actual issues? He's accusing bankers of caring too much about actual issues, social issues, and not caring enough about profit? Is that it? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Once again, going over exactly what causes inflation, it's when the Fed prints money to make up for the lack of money in our money supply because we let people like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates just suck money out. It's finite. There's a finite amount of wealth. It's when you lose Larry, um, as they say, and a big piece in the uh, Wall Street Journal op-ed from our friend uh, Judy Shelton about the Fed enabling the, the what you know, some people call profligate uh, spending uh, fiscally uh, that, that we're proposing. It's the right fiscal, now. right? The yeah. fiscal questions are probably the big ones that come into play, too. But uh... Are they drunk? What the fuck are they even saying? Usually we're watching financial news and I'm like, this goes over my head because they're talking about fucking terms I've never heard before. But like, I think they're drunk. What the, what the fuck was this all about? That was like rambling. Oh. Don't get drunk. Do benzos and talk into a microphone like Jordan Peterson. Well, JP is going to tell us why leftism is so popular with younger Americans. And I'm sure this is probably going to lead to a rant for me, but like, spoiler alert, I'm going, I'm going to go ahead and answer his question for you. The old adage that you become conservative the older you get only works in uh, prosperous times. People don't want to conserve or protect an economy that doesn't work for them. 
And when you have a generation who is making far less than what minimum wage was when JP was a teenager. Now, JP is Canadian, not American. But what the minimum wage was in the U.S. when JP was a teenager... We're making far less than what the minimum ma- minimum wage was then. We're more educated and we're working harder. That's why uh, younger generations are resorting to collective action to try to change this shit right here where hourly compensation has been flat for the last fucking 40, 50 years whereas worker productivity has skyrocketed. And who got the benefits of it? CEOs. CEOs. People. Well, let's see what Jordan Peterson has. I'm going to guess indoctrination, Marxism in the school, something like that is what he's going to blame it on. People that are attracted to radical left ideas, for example, they're predominantly young people, not only, but predominantly. And, you know, they're looking for a causal myth, let's say. They're looking for a myth. and A, a causal myth? I, I just gave you the data. I presented it to you with charts. Explained it. And a causal explanation, and it's fed to them. It's not a surprise that they devour it. Some of that's malevolence because it gives them a target for their resentment and their anger, but some of it's just ignorance. They haven't been taught... Uh, more comprehensive viewpoint. I mean, you're trying to do that at least to some degree on PragerU. And you're having some success with young people as well, which is quite interesting. No, they're not. Right. Uh, I don't I don't charge the young people with malevolence. I charge the old, the people teaching them with malevolence. People who teach the 1612 narrative are malevolent. They loathe the United States, and this is their way of, of uh, destroying our society by, by teaching young people that it was founded in order to preserve slavery. It's a gargantuan lie, and again, uh, I, I... Yeah, that's a lie, because no, I don't think anyone has ever asserted that the country was founded to preserve slavery, though uh, there is an argument to be made, because the British did outlaw slavery. I don't... Was that the central tenet of the 1619 project, or he called it the 1612? I just need to say this again. Uh, I... Uh, I didn't. I didn't read it, but I didn't think that was the central tenet of it. It was pointing out how slavery played a crucial role in our founding, which is true. I read comments on my pieces on the internet. I'm interested in comments. And <laughs> I'm sorry, Tones. I think I'm a fool, or no, they don't say naive uh, for distinguishing. I think. Uh, Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yes, yes. I actually think Dennis Prager is probably pretty smart. He knows what he's doing. Between liberals and leftists. But it's a huge distinction, and the only way for the salvation of the West is to teach liberals that the left is their enemy and not the right. That is the the key uh, task of all of us. Liberalism has nothing in common with leftism, and it has everything in common with conservatism. You may not realize it. Well, I can... You are currently funding some dangerous people. They are indoctrinating young... I sure as shit am. I am funding fucking cops, 
NSA workers, fucking the military. I'm funding some very fucking dangerous people. Incredibly dangerous people. They murder people in the streets every goddamn day. ...minds throughout the West with their resentment-ridden ideology. They have made it their life's mission to undermine Western civilization itself, which they regard as corrupt... That's fucking Nazi shit. ...patriarchal. If you're a taxpayer or paying for your kid's liberal arts degree... You're this is so weird. They have made it their life's mission to undermine Western civilization itself, which they regard as corrupt, oppressive, and patriarchal. I mean, I can get almost every right winger to agree with me that the government has been corrupt and oppressive for the last 50 years at least. Every single time. So I... Apparently, there's like everybody can point it out. There's something going on here in this country that we're we're heading in the wrong direction. The problem is, is like assholes and propagandists like Dennis Prager want to point you towards education that's actually going to liberate you. That's the, that's the problem. Don't get an education. Get too big for your britches. Question us too much. No, 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 no. If you're a taxpayer or paying for your kid's liberal arts degree, you're underwriting this gang of nihilists. You're supporting ideologues who claim that all truth is subjective, that all sex differences are socially constructed, and that Western imperialism is the sole source of all third world problems. Sir, I just graduated from college not that fucking long, less than a decade ago. Nobody, nobody said any of that fucking bullshit to me. Do you know what they taught me in college? Goddamn practical reasoning and logic and shit. I was in the philosophy department, to be fair. I think there are people that go to college don't even fucking get exposed to a practical reasoning class or anything. They're over in the fucking business school getting taught fucking capitalism, which, if if anything is being indoctrinated into students in schools, it's fucking capitalism. They are the postmodernists, pushing progressive activism at a college near you. They produce the mobs that violently shut down campus speakers, the language police who enshrine into law... By the way, like, if you don't know this, I I think I've got people that aren't here usually with me, the fucking shutting people down on campus, this is all a Nazi goddamn tactic. The man that popularized it here in the United States, his name is George Lincoln Rockwell. When I say literal Nazi, I mean literal Nazi. Look at the insignia on his arm. He would go to college campuses and preach his hatred. And then when the students would rightfully protest his bullshit, he would claim, Oh, my my speech is being violated. And he would go to all the newspapers and radio stations. And say these people hate free speech to try to get the normies on his side. This is a Nazi tactic. The decline of Western civilization, that's fucking Nazi dog whistles. Literal Nazi fucking bullshit. Fucking the language police are an issue to these assholes, but the actual police that I can show you example after example that they are corrupt as fuck, the actual police that will kill you in the streets on an accusation, they're not an issue to these people. Those are heroes that need to be supported. The fucking 
The idiocy coming from right-wing propagandists. ...use of fabricated gender pronouns and the deans whose livelihoods depend on madly rooting out discrimination where little or none exists. No, 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 no. The deans' livelihood depends on squeezing as much money as they can from students while providing as little service as they can because we have allowed our institutions to become privatized or quasi-privatized in the, in the in the case of state institutions. When a baby boomer went to college, almost all of it was paid for by the fucking state, whether it be the state or the federal government. Somewhere between like 70 and 90% of most of the colleges back then. Now it's, it's something like fucking 15% is provided by the state. It's bullshit. Thinking took hold in Western universities in the 60s and 70s when the true believers of the radical left became the professors of today. And now we rack up education-related debt, not so that our children learn to think critically, write clearly, or speak properly, but so they can model their mentor's destructive agenda. It's now possible to complete an English degree and never encounter Shakespeare. You want to talk about thinking critically? Motherfucker, do you realize how many fallacies you have committed thus far in this uh, video? What a fucking straw man. And you know what? Um, I don't think you can get a literature degree and not encounter Shakespeare. I think that's impossible. I don't remember, I had three English classes. I don't remember actually going over anything by Shakespeare, but fucking, I ran sound for a Midsummer's Night's Dream in the theater department. Fucking, you're not, you're going to encounter Shakespeare. As if, as if Shakespeare is some fucking bastion of good, like, he probably wasn't even a real person. Do you know that, JP? Did you know that? There's speculation that it could have been Francis Bacon or uh, a couple of other different people. William Shakespeare was a pseudonym. You're, you're just lying to people here on a video. Dead white males whose works underlie our society of oppression. To understand and oppose the postmodernists, the ideas by which they orient themselves must be clearly identified. First is their new unholy trinity of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Diversity is defined not... I love the way they, by the way, what again, what you are doing right now, JP, is straw manning. If, if you were actually thinking critically, you would actually go talk to a leftist and you would ask us what we believe so you could still man your argument because that's what I like to do. That's why we watch so much right-wing bullshit on here. I want to know what the fuck you guys are saying and I want to respond directly to what your arguments are. I still man my arguments. I don't make up what you guys are saying. I, I fucking take it on head on. You just make up what you want me to believe and then attack that. That is called a straw man. My opinion... But, but and then say you're the one that's thinking critically. Just like the fucking people that wrap themselves in the flag, but don't know anything about the fucking history of America, don't stand up for American values, and will call me unpatriotic. Fuck off. Just like, and I didn't get the chance to do it with our guests the other day. I had it up when we were getting into the argument about freedom. I was going to ask if they considered themselves constitutionalists. And then I was going to point out, I think the Fourth and Fifth Amendment are the two most vital to our freedom. 
Can you tell me what the Fourth Amendment is since you're a constitutionalist? And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, neither one of them would have would have been able to say it. I would have been like, no, 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 you don't have to recite it to me. Just, you know, what's the gist of it? And they wouldn't have been able to tell you, like, you know, no illegal searches and seizures. They wouldn't have been able to say, because, like, I can't recite it to you. I can't recite what the actual amendment says, but it's the fucking amendment about searches and seizures and being uh, secure in your papers and effects. That's that amendment. They wouldn't have been able to say that. The third is the quarter soldiers. I saw somebody, what was it on Twitter, that was like, uh, I'm going to become a uh, hardcore Third Amendment supporter. Like, go around to people's houses like, you can't have soldiers here! (laughs) But I guarantee you, they don't fucking know. Oh, that's okay, Core. Canadian, eh? But, like, they wrap themselves in the Constitution. Like, I'm a constitutionalist. They don't fucking know the first thing about the Constitution. They've been indoctrinated by this kind of bullshit. Race, ethnicity, or sexual identity. Equity is no longer the (laughs) laudable goal of equality of opportunity, but the insistence... The rural Canadian Mountie police, is that what that is? ...is the use of identity-based quotas to attain this misconceived state of equity. All the classic rights of the West are to be considered secondary to... Identity-based quotas. What he's, what he's talking about is like... White people are far overrepresented in like everything in this country. So there are plenty of black people, women of color, uh, uh, Latinx people that you could uh, provide jobs to that are more than qualified for the position... It would help, you know, flesh out the uh, inequality in our country instead of letting white people just hire other white people all the time and perpetuating systematic racism uh, uh, subconsciously because white people just tend to know other white people more. These new values. Take, for example, freedom of speech, the very pillar of democracy, the postmodern well, they don't they don't consider slavery as terrorists. We went through this before. They don't they don't fucking know what you're talking about. Their world is instead a Hobbesian nightmare of identity groups warring for power. They don't see ideas that run contrary to their ideology as simply incorrect. Oh Leviathan integral to the oppressive system they wish to supplant, and consider it a moral obligation to stifle and constrain their expression. Second is rejection of the free market. Of the very idea that free voluntary trading benefits everyone, they want to. It doesn't, though. It doesn't. Now, I've I've mentioned this before. Right wingers always like to say it, it lifts people out of poverty like nothing else, and that's actually true. But in the long run, capitalism actually sucks the middle out. It lifts people out of poverty as they uh, compete for wage, uh, uh, slave wages. And then it sucks the middle class right out and it fucking expands all the way at the top. And nobody... Fucking, I'm all for the free exchange of goods. We don't have a free market. Acknowledge that capitalism has lifted up hundreds of millions of people. See? They can, for the first time in history, afford See? food, shelter, clothing, transportation, even entertainment and travel. 
those classified as poor in the U.S. and increasingly everywhere else, are able to meet their basic needs. Meanwhile, in once prosperous Venezuela, until recently the poster... Ch- oh, he threw down the Venezuela card! ...lines up for toilet paper. Third and finally are the politics... That's of- a... That once again, Most that's... modernists don't believe in individual... A gross oversimplification of what happened in Venezuela. Not even not even taking into account the interventions by uh, the United States. It wasn't strictly a socialist country. It was a petrol state. Individuals, you're an exemplar of your race, sex, or sexual preference. You're also either a victim or an oppressor. No, no. no. I'm sorry, but on on my grinder profile, it doesn't say victor or oppressor. I assure you, sir. Group, and no good by the latter. Such ideas of victimization do nothing but justify the use of... This is a, a use of a false dichotomy fallacy. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx, the... 19th no, they didn't! Philosopher. Marx viewed the world as a gigantic class struggle. The bourgeoisie against the proletariat, the That's grasping rich, kind of true, desperate poor, somewhat. But wherever his ideas, a tinge of truth there. In the Soviet Union, China, Vietnam, and Cambodia, to name just a few, whole economies failed, and tens of millions were killed. We fought a decades-long cold. Anthony Bourdain was quoted as saying, "You can't go to Cambodia." That wanting to strangle Henry Kissinger. And fucking Anthony Bourdain isn't with us anymore, and Henry Kissinger is still goddamn alive. Henry fucking Kissinger is still fucking alive. Old War to stop the spread of those murderous notions. And if he's gonna be alive, we might as well try him. We might as well try him at The Hague. Please, please, please. I came up with the proposal, what, not that long ago, that we just take every president... Every Secretary of State, and we, we try them all at The Hague. Let's do it. Every Vice President, every President, every Secretary of State, no matter no matter what party. I'll, 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 I'll concede, right-wingers, I'll give you Bill Clinton, I'll give you Obama, I'll give you Hillary Clinton. But I want to, I want, I want to see members of the Reagan administration at The Hague. I want to see Henry Gissinger at The Hague. Give it to me, now. But they're back in the new guise of identity politics. The corrupt ideas of the postmodern neo-Marxists should be consigned to the dustbin of history. Instead, we underwrite their continuance in the very institutions where the central ideas of the West should be transmitted across the generations. Unless we stop, postmodernism will do to America and the entire Western world. What he's saying is he wants to cancel culture anyone that believes in any leftist ideals. Professor of psychology at the University of Toronto for Prager University. How old was this video? Because he hasn't been a professor of psychology at the University of Toronto in like four years, maybe? Almost since I've like known of him and who he is. That first little clip that we watched of him in Prager, this is recent. This is after he OD'd on benzos and had to go to Russia to recover and shit. But now teachers are teaching some bullshit, apparently. Oh, fuck. Old Slick Willie has, uh... 
has been hospitalized with an infection. What kind of infection? With a non-COVID infection. He was admitted on Tuesday night. Kind of weird they kept it under wraps for two days. Oh, no. Crab Rave. Big sparkle some crab raccoons, goddammit. Uh, we're we're currently on uh, Clinton. Trump dies of, of COVID, COVID watch. watch. Let's pretend that was Clinton's head there. Send them all to the Hague. Don't give him hospital care. Take him to the Hague. Keep him alive to be tried. Crab raccoons. But they are teaching some really weird shit in our schools, and we definitely need to weed, uh, weed it out. Here in South Lake, Texas, a top administrator with the Carroll Independent School District in South Lake advised teachers last week that if they have a book about the Holocaust in their classroom, they should also offer students access to a book from an opposing perspective, according to an audio recording obtained by NBC News. Would you like me to read that again? Because that was a weird fucking statement. A top administrator with the Carroll Independent School District in South Lake, Texas, advised teachers last week that if they have a book about the Holocaust in their classroom, they should also offer students access to a book from an opposing perspective, according to an audio recording obtained by NBC News. Are are you telling me that, like, you got, like, Ellie Weiss fucking night in your classroom and you're wanting them to, what, read Mein Kampf to fucking get the opposing view? What the fuck is this shit? That's what I'm saying. What is the opposing view? Gina Petty, the Carroll School District's Executive Director of Curriculum and Instruction, made the comment Friday afternoon during a training session on which books teachers can have in classroom libraries. The training came four days after the Carroll School Board, responding to a parent's complaint, voted to reprimand a fourth grade teacher who had kept an anti-racism book in her classroom. And make no mistake about it, them talking about banning CRT is to make sure that no mention of race is brought up so that students don't learn the actual history of this country. A Carroll staff member secretly recorded the Friday training and shared the audio with NBC News. Let's hear this bullshit. I think I'm turned on. We're we're just waiting for the audio here. 
The following has been edited for length. You're in the middle of a political mess. And you are in the middle of a political mess. And so we just have to do the best that we can. And so we're going to go and we're going to do, you're going to do what you do best, and that's to teach kids. I think we're all just really terrified. I, I, yeah. I think you are terrified. And, and I wish I could take that away. I, I do. I can't. I can't do that. You are professionals. We hired you as professionals. We trust you with our children. So if you think the book is okay, then let's go with it. And whatever happens, we will fight it together. We will. There's a lot of districts that are in the exact same spot we're in. And no one knows how to navigate these waters. I mean, no one. Remember the concepts of 3979 and make sure that if, if, if you have a book on the Holocaust that you have one that has opposing that has other How do you oppose the Holocaust? What? <laughs> Believe me, that's come up. So, oh, yeah, I'm sure there are Republicans that have brought this up. You need to have opposing views on the Holocaust. Number the stars. Okay, oh, like. Maybe she's not evil, and this was, like, just a really bad fucking example. I can give her the benefit of a doubt that this woman, like, just didn't mean, like, oh, you have to teach a book opposing the Holocaust. She was just trying to, she was trying to think on her feet of an example and, like, chose a really shitty one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when she said, like, if you think the book is okay, we're going to go with it and fight it together. I, I, I think this this woman's comments aren't as nefarious as it sounded when we when we first read the headline. Well, doing a... Apparently it's come up in Texas. Can you verify, for that, verify that for us, Tones? Hmm. I mean, I don't doubt it. There's plenty of right-wingers that think that the Holocaust didn't even happen. Or right fucking nut jobs. My civics teacher in junior high... uh, Whenever, like, you know, I was friends with him on Facebook... 2010, 2011, he was going fucking nuts. He was like a birth certificate, tea party, fucking the country's going to hell, kind of like, I know that, but like, I got, you know, blocked by him real fast, talking about how stupid he was. But I know that motherfucker is like a MAGA, probably a Holocaust denying piece of shit. He was my civics teacher. Well, this is a fun story. The Chinese film depicting the war to resist American aggression may become the 2021's world box office king. Oh, shit. Should we watch the trailer?
am not a commie nor a Nazi. Technically, I am a Bergian conservative, but by today's standards, they would call me a far leftist. This is the trailer for what's going to become the highest grossing film of this year, a Chinese propaganda film about the war of American aggression. I don't know, I kind of want to watch it. I'm totally going to watch this. As if America would be able to wage a ground war in China. Are you serious? We couldn't even hold Afghanistan. I got nothing against commies. I'm just not a commie. Oh, it looks terrible, yeah. Yes, they're fighting the U.S. (laughs) I love it. I'm totally going to watch it. The Battle at Lake Xingjing is a three-hour-long... God damn, it's three hours. Action movies shouldn't go past like an hour 45, hour 50. Don't go past an hour 50 with an action movie. It's a three-hour-long epic that depicts the brutal 17 battle between China's People Volunteer Army and the U.S. X-Corps in North Korea during the Korean War. Oh, it's set back in 1950. I think it said that at the beginning. My bad. Not unlike most Hollywood war films, Shenzhen glorifies the heroism and virtues displayed by soldiers during wartime. However, the movie revolves around an all-Chinese troops who went to war against American soldiers instead of highlighting a singular hero, according to PRI. I know I'm a commie to the right, but like I'm I'm not. I'm not a commie. <laughs> I know what the word communist means. They don't. Because right wingers are fucking morons. And you want to talk about capitalism? You can make some damn good money off a pot in this country. Apparently, it's funding the schools in Las Vegas. Countries are selling a lot of weed. Marijuana sales topped more than $1 billion in the last Rips. year. A majority of that was sold right here in Clark County. Dispensaries here sold around $791 million of marijuana. Now, remember, all the revenue from 10% tax on retail marijuana sales goes into Nevada's distributive schools account, meaning more than $159 million going to our schools. Governor Sisolak says he is proud to see revenue from cannabis sales directly funding students. The high Morty was cracking me up there. And classrooms. Uh, do you guys want to agree with Prince William? I wasn't expecting this today. Uh, Prince William is blasting 
William Shatner and Slams Space Tourism. I think we got a video here, don't we? Yeah, we got a video. Let's watch it. Day after actor William Shatner launched into space aboard the Blue Origin, Britain's Prince William took a dig at Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, who of course owns Blue Origin. The Duke of Cambridge told the BBC that the world's greatest brains should focus on saving Earth. The fucking Duke of Cambridge is talking about the wealth inequality in the U.S.? Are you serious? Comments the Duke of Cambridge. Two weeks away from critical international climate talks in Scotland, known, of course, as COP26. Have a listen. You know, we are seeing a rise in, in climate anxiety. You know, people, young people now are growing up where their futures are basically being threatened the whole time. It's very unnerving and it's, it's, it's very, you know, anxiety-making. We need some of the world's greatest brains and minds fixed on trying to repair this planet, not trying to find the next place to go and live. CNN business correspondent Claire Sebastian has been following the lead-up to COP26 and uh, she joins us now. And um, with respect and in defence, perhaps, of the... Uh, of the bezel. I didn't know that you could still buy the hairspray that made your hair do that. I thought they, I thought they banned that in like the the early nineties. Of this world, I mean, it's it's quite clear that that you know journeys into space can very much benefit um, what is going on down here. Certainly, not sending Wilm Shatner into the fucking lower orbit of Earth that don't benefit anybody. And, and, and providing information, of course, about what is going on with regard to climate change. But Prince William is certainly not the first to say that we should be focusing our efforts on... Uh, That's why I found it funny. also learned a great deal um, from space travellers, as I said. Uh, what do we make of his comments? Yeah, Becky, he's certainly not the first. As you say, we've had criticism specifically over the last few months as we've seen the likes of Richard Branson uh, and Jeff Bezos launch themselves uh, into space as part of Your their, stupid their dick rockets. exploration programs. For example, the, the director of the World Food Program said on Twitter a few months ago that he would rather they teamed up uh, to help save the 41 million people who were going to starve this year, that that would only take... I would rather we... I would rather we... Take them... Reclaim their wealth. And uh, I can't say that you guys come up with, you know, dinner, raise the boards, whatever you guys want. Like, I'm, I'm open for suggestions, how you deal with them. Two goals of saving this planet and sending tourists... She, she's got the Aquanet kind of hair going on. I wasn't criticized. She looks fine. ...from space tourism can be then funneled into research and development. I, w- I wish I had the hair to do that with my bangs. This very thing by CNN's Rachel Crane back in July. Take a listen. Yeah, Shatner got on the Dickner rocket. (laughs) And uh, what our job at Blue Origin is to do and what this uh, space tourism mission is about is having a mission where we can practice so much that we get really good at operational space travel. More like a commercial airliner and less like what you think of as traditional. No, no, amusement park. It's an amusement park ride for rich people where they're just going to launch people into the lower orbit at like 50K a a, a ride. We'll solve problems here on Earth. And that doesn't solve anybody's problems. It makes Jeff Bezos richer. He's an asshole. He's full of shit. He has talked about the idea 
of sending things like heavy industry and energy generation off this planet. Hey, hey, Bezos, if you care about space, donate your fucking wealth to NASA. The climate crisis is imminent. That is a very lofty goal in no way guaranteed of success and a very long-term vision of Jeff Bezos. Fuck Jeff Bezos. I say on his platform. I'm on his platform saying that. Owns the fucking Twitch. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Fuck you. Some people like Aaron Lewis like to direct their anger at people that don't really matter all that much, you know? I don't think uh, President Biden really has all that much power in the grand scheme of things. I think these rich assholes are the ones that are really uh, fucking us up the ass, but Aaron Lewis wants to do their bidding and criticize Biden so that he can play to his ignorant ass followers. You know, it was weird. I oh, for, the, for those of you who don't know who Aaron Lewis is, he's the former lead singer, I guess still the lead singer of Stained. I've seen so many concerts in my life. I've seen, like, so many bands that I can't stand. Stained is, like, my least favorite band ever. I will automatically tell you to turn them off if they come on. And I have seen them live twice. I didn't want to. I mean, I wanted to go to the concerts. Because, like, all the other acts around them were good. I think it was, uh... Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin... Shine down and stained. And then the other time it was red Papa Roach Seether and stained. Fuck stained. They sucked both times. Fuck you, Aaron Lewis. The song was a single and then completely abandoned. Whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't know he owned Twitch? That's hilarious. He probably doesn't even know what Twitch is. That's fucking hilarious this all together and went and played stain shows so me and a couple of friends wrote this song during lockdown what lockdown we're going to look back on this time frame in history and wonder how we were allowed, how we allowed such ridiculousness to happen in this country. What, like letting over 600,000 people die of a illness in the richest most medically advanced country on earth, apparently. How we had one of the highest COVID death rates in the world. That is ridiculousness. How your followers promoted a child rapist, voted for him for president. Some of them probably participated in the insurrection. They might have been listening to Stained on their headphones as they stormed the Capitol on January 6th. At ridiculousness. 
in this world. See, I liked American history in school. I paid close attention in that class. Did you? Did you? Yeah, but did we all pay attention? Because if we all paid attention in our fucking history classes, we would know that the Democrats are responsible for every fucking scar that exists on this country. Let's go through history, shall we, real quick? Let's, let's, I'm interested. Every American Indian massacre, every fucking slave aside from eight that was ever owned in this fucking country was owned by fucking Democrats. Every segregational law. I can go ahead and tell you that's not true. Because the Democratic Party didn't even exist when this country was founded. We started off with the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. The Democrats weren't a party. Oh, fuck! Every racist law, every Jim Crow law, every fucking KKK meeting was done by the goddamn Democrats. Can we please embrace history so we don't fucking repeat it? The Democrats? The Democrats. Please. Go look it up yourself. Please, I'm begging you, do not take my word for it. Where am I supposed to look this up, Prager fucking you? Get off Google and go look it the fuck up your... Yes, yes, yes. It's conservative versus the liberals, and the liberals have been responsible for every advancement in this country, while the conservatives were the ones who owned slaves, started the Civil War. The Democrats are responsible for every fucking scar that exists on this country. Period. The fucking end. So the Democrat, the Democrats are responsible for shit that happened before they were even a goddamn political party. I implore all of you, please go look it up yourself. I don't want you to. Right-wingers are morons. Absolute fucking morons. Dumbest fucks walking the planet. Believe me. I don't want you to think that just because I have this microphone, what I'm saying is true. I want you to go and look it the fuck up yourself. Find out for yourself. Wake up. That might have been a little... Yeah, go home and Google Democrats suck and look through all the right-wing propaganda. Read you some Daily Wire, get you a few PragerU lessons in there. A little much. (laughs) But 
But I never said a word on the entire Stained tour. I just wore awesome t-shirts. And I felt like I was being silenced. For this video, is that what you want? He has not shied away from sharing his opinion, and he has been very vocal on several occasions. And it is no secret on where he aligns politically. As soon as Aaron finished addressing the crowd, he went right into singing the line of Am I the Only One, where fans began cheering. Aaron Lewis is not the only artist who has been open about his conservative values. Artists like Kid Rock and Jason Aldean have also expressed really shitty artists as well. Guys, please let us know your thoughts down below in the comments on this, but... I'll tell you who has thoughts on Aaron Lewis... Goddamn Sebastian Bach has thoughts on Aaron Lewis. Let's hear him. Your Twitter. Fucking, fucking Sebastian Bach gets into it with anybody. He had a whole feud with Chris Jericho. Fun one to watch. I like that you you don't shy away from uh, putting putting the jackasses in their place and uh, the the anti vaxxers and the the science deniers and. Uh, I like that you single them out when when they deserve it. <laughs> well, sometimes I've had a couple glasses of wine and and I end up uh, de- deleting a lot of things in the morning. <laughs> but that's entertaining too. Maybe you could tell that when you oh he's fucked up again, man. <laughs> that's entertaining. It's rock and roll, uh, baby. He's got a gay Superman shirt on too. I just think for any meathead ignorant musician that wants to get their crowd chanting fuck joe biden okay anybody who wants to do that i could say fuck you and your band and and fuck the guy that came before joe biden and i don't need to speak about it anymore but um joe, fuck joe biden too we can take them all to the hague i'm down with it who has nothing but good intentions for the country okay and there's nothing to not like about him. He's trying his hardest to get us back to normal instead of the shit show that took away. Sebastian Bog is right that Biden is trying to get us back to the hyper capitalism of like the 2013 2014 time period. Where we were still struggling, but it was marginally better. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Biden believes he's doing what's best for the country, but like ultimately he's a corporate shill. He's bought and paid for by the U.S. credit card industry. So I don't like doing what's best for the country is subjective. Rock and roll from us in 2020 and our kids school and everything that we know about America. Uh, Joe Biden has made America great again. And he's constantly... Ah. For no reason. For for what reason? Like, the, I don't understand. Okay, so this is like the other like the last night. I tried to apologize. Like, I feel like I'm taking up for Joe Biden, like more than I should. But also, like a lot of the right wing attacks on him are bullshit. That are actually attacks on our democracy because they want to delegitimize the Biden administration because they want to install a fucking dictator. So I guess that's one of the reasons why I've been so quick to defend Joe Biden. But like, also, what's Sebastian Bach saying about Joe Biden? Like, you know, fucking Joe Biden not made America great again. 
Like, that's some bull fucking shit. He trying to... He's trying to put forward a proposal that will make modest gains in people's lives and invest in infrastructure, improve our overall standing as a country. (laughs) Fucking Pat Roberts. He announced he was retiring, didn't he? Did I see that story the other day? I wouldn't doubt if Pat Robertson had the opportunity, he would kill Jesus just to make sure that his ministry existed. Would take a vaccine for polio, but they won't take a vaccine for COVID. What? Well, what's the fucking difference? What? What is the fucking like? What? You you don't like this disease, but you're okay with this disease. Like what? That's, I don't get it. I don't understand. Because it's scary and new and there's ignorant people you can make money off of. I had a job to do, really, is the way I saw it. Because I was stuck in my house. And I had to get the fuck out of my house. I was like, what can I do to get out of my house? I was... (laughs) And I was like, holy shit, I have a half a million people that follow me here on Twitter. And that's quite a big amount of people. So I just, you know, I put out really controversial tweets like two plus two equals four. (laughs) (laughs) Or the sky is blue. Oh, no, it's not. This is a bullshit. Well, the sky isn't actually blue. And two two plus two could equal things other than four. There's a whole conversation on Twitter going down the fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, come so, on, oh, man. Haven't you done your own research? Haven't you done your your deep dives? <laughs> we perceive the sky is blue. How about how about you let the doctors go to medical school? And two point zero plus two point zero is four. For twelve years or whatever it is, you're not going to find out something different on YouTube uh, at nighttime. When you're passing out, like it's just it's a nightmare, you know. Like I don't know what I don't know what to say, but I don't know if I just think basically. If oh shit! I ran people off by saying polio. The thing about the sky and two plus two. Fuck you guys! Explain the logic in that to me, please. I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting. (laughs) Hell, you and I we're on the same page, man. Defy. I just want. All I want is for... Can I call up Sebastian Bach and get him on the Troll Patrol? Because, like, my graphics are far more professional than, like, this dude don't even have any graphics. He's interviewing Sebastian Bach. Can I just call it? Because that was, like, talking about the Freak Show with Sparkles. I'm like, can I contact Maynard and try to get the song, like, the rights to the song that I used when I was in college? And she's like, no, no. I'm like, fucking, you never know until you try. He might actually give it to me, you know? Again, maybe I can call up Sebastian Bach and try to get him to interview him. I was certainly not a Obama fanatic. I used to call him um, Deporting McDrone Strike. President Deporting McDrone Strike. I voted for him in 2008. I did not vote for him in 2012. 
That's just that goes back to my thing about I don't like the two party system, so I tend to vote for the third party that is strongest in the state. I lived in Tennessee at the time. I voted for the Libertarian candidate. I think it was Gary Johnson. Dog the Bounty Hunter is being ripped by the like, I can't look away from this bullshit. I don't want to, because like every other fucking news show is covering this shit. Why, why I got to talk about it? But I can't look away. I can't look away from it. Dog the Bounty Hunter ripped by the Laundry Family Attorney. He just wants publicity. Yes, of course. Yes. Duh. Dog the Bounty Hunter and jo, uh, John Walsh are getting hammered by the Brian Laundry Family Attorney, who says both men are inserting themselves in the Gabby Petito case purely for attention. Duh. Stephen Bertolino, Berto, Butter, Butterolino, represents the laundries and tells TMZ dusty relics like <laughs> dusty relics like that dog and John Walsh need a tragic situation like this so they can clear the cobwebs off their names and give their publicity hungry egos some food. Dog in the swamps. I guess just like. The reason I'm fascinated by this is because this is just the absurdity of late-stage capitalism that we're living in and the decline of this empire. This is the form of entertainment. It's murder porn mixed with this weird celebrity personality bullshit. Hey, can you push the boat over so Dog can get through there? I got it. All right. If you want, I can hold your camera while you jump in if you are jumping. Let Dog through! Fuck the libs. Just follow my pass so you don't fall any holes. I'm going to throw my phone over to you. This is on October 3rd. Dog wading through some swampland in Florida. Why couldn't he get caught by an alligator? Good afternoon. Yeah. I think this might have been more recent. Dog scene TV offers start to roll in, and multiple networks are showing interest in resurrecting a show with him. It's almost like that's exactly why he did this. Get out, has airtime. He looks like a dude that would sell you meth outside of the, the fucking club out in the county that doesn't sell alcohol. You got to bring in like a fucking brown bag. He, he's the guy that would sell you meth outside of that club. We also asked Bertolino if he feels dog is impeding the official investigation by showing up unannounced at Brian's sister's house. And he said that's for law enforcement to determine. As for John, the America's most wanted host has a new TV special about the Petito case and the search for Brian. I'm surprised. Goddamn. uh, uh, Chris Hansen hasn't shown up in this. I don't know if that's his daughter. I don't keep up with. I don't keep up. Dog the bounty hunter. (laughs) 
That's an insult to bleach. You might need some bleach in your eyes after watching this. Alright, so Sanjay Gupta was on with Joe Rogan. Apparently it's pretty interesting. I might go back and listen to the whole goddamn thing. But let's listen to this little clip where Rogan confronts CNN for lying. Confronts Gupta about CNN's lying. Now, remember the most common usage for ivermectin is as a livestock dewormer. The most common use for a for the ivermectin is as a livestock dewormer. I'm not sure what CNN said. I, you know, my fucking exposure to CNN is like the few clips we watch here on this show, and I'm not watching the CNN clip about fucking Joe Rogan's using ivermectin either. I'm sure they said some salacious things to fucking drive up ratings and get views on their clips on YouTube. It's what it's what everybody does. It's what Joe Rogan fucking does. But he's going to confront Sanjay Gupta about the lies of him using ivermectin. Vaccinated. On top of that. By the way, I'm glad you're you're, you're better. I'm Thank glad you. it only lasted a day. You're probably really the am. only one at CNN that's glad. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not the rest of them are all lying about me taking Hork's medication. <laughs> we should talk about that. That bothered you. It should bother you, too. I, They're well, lying. Did, did they say you took horse medication, or did they imply that you're promoting ivermectin, which most people can only obtain through... <laughs> through fucking livestock stores down here, and that's why the CDC had to issue a warning. Did they actually say you were taking horse paste, or did they say that your promotion of ivermectin was leading to other people taking horse paste? Because that's true. Lying at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs from it, veterinary... It, calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. It's a lie. And, and remember, remember, on my show, when I was covering this, I said Joe Rogan didn't take horse paste. Joe Rogan took the human dosage because he can go to a doctor and demand whatever the fuck he wants. But the problem is people promoting misinformation and other people going out and taking horse paste because that's the only way they can get their hands on it. A news network, and it's a lie that's a willing... That's that's a lie that they're conscious of. It's not a mistake. Yeah, they're unfavorably framing it as veterinary medicine. Well, the FDA put this thing out. You saw that. Did you see that thing that the FDA put out? What did the FDA put out? <laughs> it was a tweet, and it was snarky. I admit it. They said, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, stop taking this stuff, or something like Why that. Why would you say that when you're talking about a drug that's been given out to billions and billions? Because people were taking horse paste. Because livestock stores were selling out of it, and hospitals were seeing people show up taking horse paste. It was causing their uh, intestines... To show up in their fucking uh, stool. Millions of people. A drug that was responsible for one of the inventors of it making the Nobel the Prize. The Nobel Prize in 2015. 15, yeah. yeah. You know, won a Nobel Prize for being a fucking horse deworming medication. You know that, right? I, I, Why would they lie and say that's horse deworming? I can afford people medicine, motherfucker. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's that's the lie. problem. The people that are out here taking horse paste can't don't have access to a doctor. When they show up at a doctor, they're like, well, can I take ivermectin? The doctor's like, well, that's not going to help you any. You should actually get vaccinated. And then they go to the fucking 
uh, uh, farm and feed store and get them some, some fucking horse paste. Because that's what that's what actually happened, Joe Rogan. But don't you think that a lie like that is dangerous on a news network when you know that they know they're lying? You know that they know that I took medicine. Like, here it is. This is Ivermectin. Oh, he pulls out the fucking bottle! All right, hang on. I, I, do see, you, the, the thing is, we're, we're, we're like going so fast. Like, I feel like I'm missing... I'm missing do you think I want that to, that's a problem? That your news network was not, lies? Well... No, he didn't... Like, he brought Gupta on just to fucking... Get revenge, didn't he? Like his dick is hard over this, I don't, dude. I mean, what did they say? They lied what and they said I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed. Did they though? By a doctor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill, because there were people that were taking it, the veterinary medication, and I, you're not obviously. You got it from a doctor, so that it shouldn't be called that. Ivermectin can be a very effective medication. For parasitic disease, and as you say, it's probably you know. I, he had a uh, he had a uh, article that he wrote an, an op ed on CNN.com where he explains his reasoning for going on and saying that he was hoping to reach just a few people in the audience and that he might have been able to get Rogan to agree to get vaccinated. A quarter billion people have taken it around the world. More, I get that. Way more. So way but, more. Okay, Billions can, of people have taken it. Can I just come back to the one I want to talk about? I, two, no, no, two, no, no, two no, things no. on you the ledger. To, you have before we get to that. Does it bother you that the, apologize to Rogan for the horse paste? Now lied. Well, just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask? You I didn't think that was your, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before coming into the podcast. But they did it with such glee. No, yes, Joe. Yes, I watched. They, you I watched. watched? I watched. You watched. No. Let's see it. Yes, I don't, I, no one takes, Joe Rogan says he has COVID, taking, taking livestock drug despite warnings. Yeah. Jamie had to pull this up. You want to huh? play it? Does she, does she this have This is glee? your news network. I'm going to watch. Let's see. I'm going to watch. Rogan telling his 13 million Instagram followers that he was treated with several drugs, and he included ivermectin on the list, a drug used for livestock. The FDA yes. warned against using to treat COVID. Yes. Turns out I got COVID. Factual. What she just said was factual. Everything she said was correct. No lie. Look, they put a so yellow filter on me too. The kitchen sink at it. All kinds they did. Of meds. You see the original video versus uh, that? I look like shit there. Z-pack. Do you know that? I think you look good. Pause. Uh, Pause. It's enough. Prednisone. I don't That's think enough, Jimmy. I don't but, think Aaron had glee. Oh uh, well, it's more Brian Stelter was the gleeful one. But this, the point is, that's a lie. It can be used for humans. I, I get it. What she said, not a lie. That reporting was factual. What she said was factual. Not just could be used for humans, is often used for humans along with all the other drugs. Used for humans as a dewormer. It is used in humans as a dewormer. The supposed antiviral properties had to do with like Zika or some shit in a Petri dish. I took... All human drugs. Yes, they know it's a human drug. It's, it's a, it can. It's right. But and the, they lied. The thing. It's I, defamatory. It, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. It's I get, defamatory, right? Well, I don't know. If no, I see nothing wrong with what she said. I'm not a lawyer. It was not defamatory. 
It's it's a fucking sue. Fucking sue CNN, Joe Rogan. You think it's defamatory? Sue CNN. I dare you. Unfortunately, CNN is a bunch of pussies, and they'd settle out of court if you were willing to settle. I want you to clear your name, though. I want you to take it to court. I want to hear the claims out. Prove it. Prove it. Because what CNN said, in that clip at least, I don't know every other fucking clip. What they said in that clip was factual, and I would assume if that's the one you played on your show, that was the best evidence that you had. Well, see, here's the thing. It, it, can we? You can have nuanced discussions about this. <laughs> no, right? you can't. Yeah, you, can. you can't have nuanced discussions about lying about someone taking horseshoe. There armor. was no glee, by the way, from from her. She wow. was. Not I don't think any, anyone takes uh, anyone takes people's illness. Oh I, yes, they. do. They don't want you, you to get stop sick, it. Joe. Yes, they do. They, they were want upset you to get sick. that I got healthy. I. I the, the, that's one thing they they didn't report on the fact that I was negative five days later. And working out six days later. Well, six days after infection, I was back in the gym. I'm glad. Felt great. I'm glad you you do. I really Me am. Too. I, I think Thank you. Most of the people. I'm glad you're I, glad. You're a nice guy. Most of the people <laughs> I know, I think, would be glad that you. I don't think that there was any. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that weren't glad. But my point is, you're working for a news organization. If they're lying about a comedian, they didn't lie. Taking horse medication. What are they telling us? They about didn't. Russia? What are they telling <sighs> us about Syria? Do you not? Do you understand? They didn't lie, Joe concerned about the veracity of the news the the the, the concern was uh, look just the nuanced part of this and you're not taking a horse to warmer i get it you got that as a legitimate Biden, medication from a pharmacy some, some, somebody gave me, that's kind of a joke my friend megan brought me the the the, <laughs> the thing about it is that what people were doing as you may know when they when they had the original trial they showed that the plasma concentrations that you needed to be antiviral anti-parasitic it's it's a very useful tool same thing with a lot of medications, by the way, that they can be very effective for one thing, but not as effective for something else or not as effective at the same dose. What they were finding in some of these trials was that to get the plasma, you know, the blood concentrations mm-hmm. high enough, you had to take very high doses that were more in that line with... That has nothing to do with me taking They shouldn't have called it a horse dewormer. It's just a lot. But they didn't say you took horse dewormer. They said the medicine is commonly used as a horse dewormer, which is factual. And you had a whole argument with Sanjay Gupta over it. I don't have it in me to do the Dave Chappelle thing again. That's a that's a fight for Sunday night. So here's here's a trainer playing with a whale. A beluga whale. Adorable. Ah, it makes cute noises, too. Um, I'm sure there's an argument to be made about them being in captivity and shit, but fuck, is that cute? I don't know, like, I hope this isn't, like, SeaWorld or some shit. Is that an aquarium? I don't know if I'm sticking my hand in any kind of an animal's mouth.
That is way cuter than a human child. Way cuter than a human child. Possibly, she could be doing a dental checkup. <laughs> oh, that was a callback. Oh, I get it now. Curiously, that's hilarious. <laughs> Going back to the Charlie Kirk thing. <laughs> All right, if you're watching on the Twitch, you're going to get sent over to Polly People. Please tell her she looks stunning tonight. Join us tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, for the Friday Night Freak Show, where I will be joined by the always entertaining Sparkles Lavendar. I'm sure she's going to have stories to tell. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Friday Night Freak Show.